Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome to Living Inside Out Today. I'm your host, Joy Ross. And hey, first time listeners, if that's you and you're listening for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad that you're here. And I want to hear from you guys. If you're listening for the first time, go ahead and send me an email and let me know where you're listening from in the world. And I have a little gift that I want to send you. You can send me a note at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. And hey, to our repeat and frequent listeners, welcome back, everybody. And whether we've personally met or not, I have such love in my heart for all of you guys. And I believe that one thing that connects us is you guys are committed to personal development and you're committed to showing up in the world as the best version of you. And you know what? I share that commitment. In fact, this show was specifically created with you in mind. And my aim, my intention on this show is to bring people on the show and have real conversations that are uplifting, encouraging, and positive, and most importantly, to share stories of personal transformation from the inside out. And, you know, on this show, because it really is all about bringing value to you, the listeners, we're really big on sharing tips that you guys can begin using today to help you in your journey to show up and live your life with more joy, fulfillment, freedom, and abundance. And really just to help you in your quest to show up every day as the best version of you. In fact, my personal transformation journey is the inspiration for this show. If you've listened before, you've heard me share how there was a time in my life where I lived according to what I call a checkbox mentality based on social conditioning. And what that meant for me is I basically was going through life trying to follow all the steps and check all the boxes that society often leads us to believe are necessary in order to have a happy or successful life. For me, that looked like going to school, getting an education and getting an advanced degree and going into corporate America and working my way up uh, the ladder, which is sort of funny. What is that anyway? Corporate ladder. But yeah, I did that and um, went on from there to start a business and really was just going through life, trying to do all the things and reach the next milestone, whatever that looked like. And here's what I found. Here's what I received a deep revelation on. There's no amount of money, there's no amount of education, there's no amount of titles or business success or accolades from other people that can bring us true joy, fulfillment, and happiness. Don't get me wrong, those external things are great to have, and they're completely possible if we put our minds to it. I believe we can achieve whatever we believe we can, but those external things definitely don't complete us or bring us happiness. And contrary to what society says, reaching outside of ourselves to try to bring external things to us 
will never provide the things that our souls truly crave. Because the things that we truly desire in our souls, those are things like fulfillment, happiness, peace, joy. And those things only come from the inside. Those things, folks, are an inside-out job. And it's our thoughts, our beliefs, our mindsets, our faith, our sense of identity and worth. Those are the things that determine whether we are able to experience joy, freedom, and happiness. And often, uh, because of societal pressures and societal conditioning, we can have a tendency to reach outside of ourselves to acquire things in an effort to fill an internal need only to discover that those internal needs remain unfulfilled. That was my experience until I began to look internally. So I really go into detail about my personal journey from bondage to freedom, from lack to abundance, from anxiety to inner peace, from disappointment and heartbreak to fulfillment and joy and the steps that I took to break free and experience transformation. I document all of that in my books. Um, I was not planning to write books, but I got a divine download that essentially awakened me to the truth that whenever we are blessed to go through something and come out on the other side, it's not just for us. There are people going through those same things who can benefit from what we've learned and the steps that we took. So in my international bestseller, How to Break the Cycles of Temptation, Addiction, and Guilt from the Inside Out, that book is specifically for you if you are right now struggling with any type of <clears throat> pattern that you can't seem to break or habits or cycles where you find yourself wondering, why can't I stop doing this? Or why do I keep ending up in the same situation over and over? I believe that there's something in that book that can help you break those patterns. And in my book, The Truth About Trust, the key to thriving in any relationship, if you are right now experiencing disappointment, feeling heartbroken, wondering um, if you can ever trust again and sort of struggling in relationships, whether it's family or romantic or business relationships, I believe that there's something in that book that will really be a blessing to you. So you can find both of those books on Amazon or you can go to my website, joyross.com. Go ahead and click the products tab. And on that page, you'll find some additional resources that you can download if you're interested for free. So that's my story and why I'm doing this show. And what I'm really grateful for is the opportunity to bring guests on this show who have also experienced transformation and who are now serving others and using their stories to make an impact. So my hope is by hearing our stories, my story, and that of my guests, you'll be encouraged. You'll know that you're not alone. You'll know that you were created for a purpose and you matter. And most importantly, whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're struggling with right now, here's the truth. If transformation could happen for me, and if it could happen for my guests on this show, guess what? It can and it will happen for you too. So our aim as we move forward in today's conversation 
is that something will be said to help you perhaps take just one step forward because that's how transformation happens, folks. It's a one step at a time, day by day journey. So are you guys ready? I certainly am. I'm super pumped up for today's show. So I want to go ahead and introduce a person who's no stranger to this show. I've got Amy Leah Tamburini. She's been here before. Amy Leah is the CEO of Hum Consulting, a firm that she started in 2019 out of a strong desire to heal the divides in our communities committed to connection and reconciliation, her firm's dialogues leave people feeling seen, heard, and united to those around them. In her role as CEO of Hum Consulting and as the host of the Circle of Change podcast, Amy Leah has helped indigenous and rural communities, governments, and industry partners listen to each other. For over 20 years, she's been in this work. She's a certified facilitator of restorative justice, trauma-informed practices, and circle dialogue. We're going to talk a little more and learn what circle dialogues are. Because if you're like me, when you heard that, you said, huh, what's that? Amy Leah has spoken on international stages on leadership, communication, and connection. Her most recent article published in Douglas Magazine focuses on creating cultures of belonging. Today, Amy Leah is literally on a mission to reignite kindness at the core of humanity. Her trauma-informed kindness circles have impacted over 100 people and have been called the perfect antidote to disconnection in the post-COVID era. After many years working in public engagement, group facilitation, and restorative justice, Amy Leah believes that kindness is the foundation from which we heal and begin to change the world. Oh my gosh. Amy Leah, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Joy. It is so good to be back here. It's great to have you. And I want to kick things off with a short segment that I do every show, but I'm going to start giving it it a title. So we're going to call this Count It All Joy. There's a verse in scripture where the Apostle Paul says, count it all joy when we face trials and challenges, because those moments are really opportunities in disguise that are there to help produce qualities in us like patience, understanding, and other character traits that really do help us show up in the world as better versions of ourselves. So I like to start each show asking um, guests to share one challenge or obstacle that perhaps you had to navigate maybe just this morning before showing up on the show today or within the past couple days or so, what was that challenge and how did you work through it? Hmm. Oh, amazing question. I love that verse. I want to write that down. Oh gosh. Hmm. Well, let's see. (laughs) There's like (laughs) a flood of challenges coming in, but I think, that um, what's coming to me is I have not been sleeping well recently. And it's, I find it difficult to function when I'm not getting that sleep. My brain 
gets like it's like chugging through mud sometimes Mm -hmm. and I can be a little bit more emotional and reactive to things and of course I'm on a mission to create kindness in the world and so that does not support my mission and um I asked myself this question, and this is a question I come back to regularly, and it's one that I like to gift folks that I work with, which is, I can't change that situation necessarily right now. Mm -hmm. And what is the most loving thing I can do for myself in this moment? And I've been asking myself that question daily and throughout my day. And what it does is it brings me back to some self-loving thing that I need to do, whether it's booking an appointment with a healthcare professional and, Mm. uh, you know, getting on top of my sleep patterns. Um, If it's having a nap, if it's uh, just taking a moment of silence or giving myself some compassion, if I did lose my patience when I really didn't want to. So I've been going through all of that actually the last number of days. Okay, that right there is probably one that most of us, I know I can, I'm just going to self-identify. I'm like, oh, me too, me too. Like the sleep journey is real, right? Um, so I love how you frame that too, that it's it's an issue. It's particularly a challenge because it produces things like being more emotional or being more reactive that you're aware are contrary to the person that you're trying to be when you show up in the world. And then your way to combat that or work through it is to be kind to yourself is what I heard, right? Give yourself grace, sort of figure out, okay, what is it that I need right now? And just try to work your way through it. That is very real. Thank you for that transparent answer. Um, Yeah, that's real. It's, it's real for me. So I appreciate your answer. So let's talk a little bit about you and what you're doing in the world. So first, you have a podcast called Circle of Change. And I've heard you refer to yourself as a change maker, which is awesome. And so what is a change maker, Amy Leah, and what are the characteristics of a change maker? Mm. And how do we become change makers? (laughs) That is juicy. I love it. Okay. What is a change maker? I feel like it's, it's any, it's anybody and everybody who makes a decision that they want to contribute to something they want to contribute more uh, healing to the world, more kindness, whatever it happens to be. But the only difference between a change maker and somebody who's not a change maker is making the decision and calling it out loud. So you don't have to be doing crazy big things, being on stages, starting organizations, to be a change maker, change happens every single day in every single interaction, whether that is with ourselves or with other individuals. And so I believe it does start there. I love it. You guys who are taking notes, which we encourage you to do. And my regular listeners, I know you guys always come with pen and paper or your iPhones in the little notes section because you know that some tips are going to be shared. So I just jotted down 
Amy Leah, what you said, we can all become change makers by simply one, making a decision that we want to contribute something to society or be of some service to others. And number two, once we've made that choice, say it out loud. And I'm guessing what you meant by that was we don't have to like go up on the rooftop with a megaphone and scream it to, to our neighbors, but literally just say it out loud, even if we're the only person in the room, right? Because there's power in the spoken word, just like put it out there in the universe. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm a change maker, right? I am. I'm committed to having this, this platform to contribute value to the world. So um, I love that you said too, we don't have to be like starting some organization or we don't have to like sell all of our belongings and go out into the, you know, unknown and start a revolution or anything like that. It doesn't have to look like that. It's just a simple choice that we make. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you are obviously being a change maker in your recent efforts um, and everything that you're doing with respect to these kindness circles, which really is a movement. I see that as absolutely a revolutionary thing. So you're starting, you have started a kindness revolution. We're going to dive into that. I've got some questions. I'm sure the listeners are going to be fascinated as well as I am to hear your responses. So you guys, we're just scratching the surface of this show. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today, Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living Inside Out today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And we are back from break, you guys. So we're here with Amy Leah Tamburini. Amy Leah, you were sharing, uh, and we're just about to get into, before we broke, what you're doing right now in the world to start a movement. You're, you've started a kindness revolution, and I want to get into that right now. Um, so you've been traveling throughout Canada, facilitating these kindness circles. So before we even get into what a kindness circle is, why is kindness so important to you? Like kindness, that's not something that we hear a lot of people talking about. And you've actually like locked in on that word and you're making a movement out of it. What's what's up with that? Mm. I love that question. Kindness 
is something that I feel as though everybody is in need of right now. It's hard. It'd be hard to find somebody in the world where you asked, um, who, who said, no, the world doesn't need a little bit more kindness or no, my life doesn't need a bit more kindness right now. And what I'm seeing in people that I'm interacting with is that a lot of really good hearted people are struggling to show up in kindness and then re being really hard on themselves because mm -hmm. of that, right? Because we put these expectations on ourselves. If we are good hearted people doing good in the world that we um, should be showing up with kindness and having compassion and respect at all times. But that's really not actually humanly possible. It's especially not humanly possible if we're not aware of what is getting in the way of kindness. Mm. Um, and what I have found is that uh, there, there is something going on about kindness. So when I first sat down, so I sat down at the beginning of, of the year, this year, and asked God, how is it that I'm meant to be serving? And that's, that's often how I, that is actually how I do my best work in the world is to get that download. And nothing came in that moment, but then I just started to pick up on uh, things that I kept experiencing. And the thing that kept showing up was this word kindness. It was coming up from local politicians in the area. It was a circle that I had attended that was all about kindness. And it was a book that I read about this guy who traveled the world on kindness. And mm. all of that gave me the notion and inspiration to say, yeah, this is what the world needs right now. And it's really inviting. When you say the word kindness, people are like, yes please give me more of that. I love that. So intriguing that you said the idea came in your really talking to God and asking him a question, how you, how, you know, how am I meant to be serving in the world? Right. You didn't hear anything right away. That's so real because I know there are people listening who also have maybe uttered that prayer. Hey, God, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And when we don't hear anything immediately, sometimes we can just like walk away and move on. Maybe God didn't hear me or, you know, um, that can be like a little frustrating. But it sounds like you began to look for you just remained open and you began to look and in your looking, there were signs all around you. This, this, you started hearing about and seeing kindness, 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 kindness. Mm -hmm. So then what? Something resonated on the inside of you that, ah, this is my answer. Like, how did that, how did that work? Yeah. So I, the book that I read was called The Kindness Diaries. And there's a Netflix show about this man who traveled around the world relying on kindness. And so he didn't bring money. People re He relied on people for food and accommodation and gas for his motorcycle. And I read this book and I just thought, yeah, I loved the idea of it. And I had also had this goal. It was We were coming into summer and I really wanted to be up north on the island here on Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be in service to rural and remote communities because I know that is who I am meant to be serving right now. 
And so the idea was birth that I was like, oh, I can create my own kindness circle tour. <laughs> and it's a circle tour because that is, that is what I do. So my special gift in the world is to gather people together and create these spaces where people can share from their heart. And I knew that I could bring this um, idea of kindness and start to unpack what gets in the way of it uh, to give people more strength and really more power back. Because that, I think, is the thing. We, we say kindness, it sounds easy, but it's not. And often we're looking for kindness in the wrong places, i.e. we're looking for it out there. We're looking mm -hmm. for our politicians to put policies in place to create situations that are different. Or we're looking for our spouses or our family members to show up in certain ways for us to be okay and for us to be kind. And the kindness circle really kind of flips that on its head and brings the power for kindness back inside of us. Just like you were saying at the beginning of the show, when you learned to look within yourself instead of out there, that's when you, you gained your power. That's when your life transformed. And that's really what we're doing with kindness circles. Mm, I love that. So, yeah, that's really profound because I know sometimes like when we hear a word like kindness it conjures up images of oh you know that's like just saying thank you or please or you know letting somebody go in front of you when you're in the checkout counter or that sort of thing like just sort of these small acts um but you're talking about more than that you, is what it sounds like. So tell us, like, describe for us what happens in these kindness circles and what type of changes are you seeing in the people that participate? Yeah. Yeah. So the experience is, first of all, it, it comes to any, any community. I put it out there and various organizations uh, responded to say, yes, we want to partner with you and bring this to our community. And then the invitation goes out to everybody in their circles and beyond, because there's no exclusion to this. If, if kindness resonates, even if it's only one cell in your body, you're welcome <laughs> to attend. And when people arrive, we are sitting in smaller circles and we dive right into people's commitment. And this gets back to, you know, who is a change maker? Well, I ask people to say, to really reflect on what is it that they want to contribute to in their lifetime here on earth? You know, what is it they want to bring? And maybe it's to their families, maybe it's to their community, maybe it's to the wider world, but what is it they want to contribute to? For me, I know it's love and joy, so mm -hmm. I'm really clear on that. Uh, so we get people to, to ponder that, and we do it in circles, so people are sharing with each other. And there's so much power in that, being able to give voice, like you said, uh, and having other people witness that, uh, mm -hmm. and also hearing other people's wisdom, which is often when we learn more about ourselves in people's sharing. So that's where we start. And we turn that into, at first it becomes a commitment statement, like I'm committed to love and joy, but then we drop the commitment piece out of it. And we just say, you know what? I am love and joy because ultimately 
we are these beautiful qualities that we want to see in the world. They are who we are at our core. And so that initial piece sets us up again for taking responsibility for what it is we're putting out there into the world. Wow. I didn't even expect that because you guys, here's what I wrote down in my notes. So these kindness circles are really about much more than something that you participate in and you learn how to be more kind to other people. It really is also about on a deeper level, getting in touch with your identity because Amy Leah, the way that you answer that, what what I heard was turning those statements from I am committed to to I am. You're you're literally helping people to see themselves, see their core self in a very different way than perhaps they were seeing themselves before they walked into the circle. I absolutely love that. Um, that's powerful. So you're doing identity work, really. Yeah, that piece is huge because I, you know, I, I always ask like, who does affirmations here? You know, like I am, I am. And, you know, maybe five or six people put up their hand and I say, no, actually all of us do affirmations every day, but here's what they generally sound like. I am lazy. I am not good enough. I am could be doing better. I am not patient, you know, and these are internal dialogues that mostly we are unconscious. Uh, We are not aware of of these dialogues. So in some way we are reprogramming our brains to, like you said, get at really who we are at our core, but doing that through the power of language and that I am statement is so, so powerful. It gives this amazing message to the universe to support you in showing up in that way. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. So let me ask you this, for people who are listening, who are intrigued by what you're saying, and now they know, hey, wait, I too can make a change. All I have to do is make a decision and then put it out there, speak it out loud, because there's power in that, and just get to work on it, whatever it is. So if somebody's inspired to start their own version of these kindness circles, what is required? Like, what would you say to them? Let me just ask the general question, Mm -hmm. right? So if somebody's listening and they're like, wow, that sounds really fascinating. Maybe it's somebody who wants to start doing this in their church or in their community or whatever with groups of friends. What does that look like? And, And what would your advice be to them in terms of starting their own and facilitating their own kindness circle? Yeah, great question. I love it. And I want to say one more thing before I respond to that, because the kindness circle doesn't end there, because if it did, it would be a motivational seminar. But what we really do is we then ask the question of what what is getting in the way of showing up in this way? And people get a time to reflect on Uh, the way that they show up in a situation that's causing them a challenge right now. Maybe it's even just watching the news. Like they cannot find kindness when they watch the news or their in-law shows up and they just cannot find kindness. So how is it that they are showing up? Are they being judgmental? 
Are they um, being superior? Are they being inferior? Are they um, shutting out, turn, tuning out, drowning out in some way? And we then unpack that through a trauma-informed lens to give people compassion to say, you know what? Um, this is okay. Like these are natural human responses. And it's not, we can't do anything about it though. Be that change until we draw awareness to it and then find ways to come back to our core. And we give people the ability to do that. So I wanted to say that so that people aren't left with the impression that these are um, simply like, yeah, just go out, go out and be kind. You want to do that? Great, do it. <laughs> because it's, kindness is more difficult than that. And that's really why I wanted to bring these kindness circles to community. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about kumbaya. It's not just, hey, grab a grab a group of friends and sit in a circle and, um, you know, just love on each other. It's not that. There is some strategy involved. And actually, Amy Leah, what I am hearing, and this might resonate with people who are in um, coaching or counseling, what I'm hearing is essentially you figured out a way to reframe things like identity work and things like um, dealing with limiting beliefs, identifying what they are and how to um, remove those, right? So that you can show up in a better, as a better version of yourself. So there's some, there's some skill. So this is not something, the way that you're doing kindness circles, it's not something that somebody without the skill set could necessarily do is what I'm hearing. Mm. Yes and no. I mean, I have my own special way of doing this. And, you know, I think that your question was, if somebody wanted to do this, how can they do that? Uh And maybe we can start this conversation. But it's, it's really, I think, first of all, making a decision, but then just gathering people together, gather your friends together, and put some, put some, structure there, some agreements, which is what I always start with. And mm-hmm. they're in these kind of circles as well. And you use them, I know as well as like, n- no judgment, we're going to be kind, uh, sorry, no judgment. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Unconditional love. Unconditional love. <laughs> yes, exactly. These sorts of things so that it, the base is safe, and then put a question out there and just have people share something from their heart no advice giving, no cross-talking, just creating a space for every single person to be able to speak and let it be just that. And that in and of itself, that quality of listening, which is really what we're getting at in the kindness circle, mm-hmm. that is where the healing comes in. And anybody okay. can do that. Yeah, thank you so much for clarifying that because the way that I heard it the first time was, okay, whoa, this is not like some simple thing. It's much deeper than that. And even though that is the case in terms of the outcomes, it's it's their deeper outcomes. So you're saying anybody really can do this. Just a little bit of thought, put some structure to it, frame out some questions and sort of facilitate the process um, with just a little bit of thought and planning on the front end. So thank you for clarifying that, you guys. It is time for us to take our next commercial break, but don't go anywhere because we have so many more things to unpack on the other side of this break. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Are you 
you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, everybody. Amy, Leah, and I were actually just having a little chuckle during that last break, um, just talking about like the effects of being a little sleep deprived um, when you're doing conversations like this. So we were laughing at ourselves. Those of you who watch the video, um, you'll see, you'll, you'll get a little behind the scenes what just happened. So we are amusing ourselves, but we're going to we're going to pick up where we left off. So Amy, Leah, before the break, you had sort of clarify for us, first and foremost, what these kind of circles are and the power of them, that it's really much deeper than some of the surface level things that we might ordinarily think about when we think of the word kindness. You also demystified a few things. So hopefully you guys, if you were listening before the break, your takeaway was that this is something that if you're inspired, you can do these kind of circles yourself. You can start a movement in your own community. You can start a movement just among your own group of friends or colleagues or people that you work with. So thank you for all of that. I want to move us on. Let's talk a little bit about um, because you had mentioned to me in our pre-show conversation that another sort of underlying root reason for you wanting to do these kind of circles is your commitment to helping to facilitate uh, trauma healing and cultural divides. So I want to dig into that a little bit. Um, what is the driver for you personally when it comes to you making the decision to be part of the change to heal cultural divides in particular, right? Because quite frankly, um, and you and I have talked about this before in our private conversations, but as a white woman in the world who could very easily detach from and ignore uh, racism and cultural divides and all of that, why have you chosen to get involved in this work? Like what's, what's your personal driver for wanting to do that? It's a good question, Joy. And I think part of it is, it's just part of my calling uh, to be doing this work on earth. And my life experiences have set me up for that in that I've had the privilege of getting to experience many different cultures and be in situations um, where I was not in a position of power or maybe showed up as a minority. And I've done 
quite a bit of that, that journey has been alongside Indigenous communities here in Canada, in the United States, across the world as well. And there has always been something about Indigenous community that has called to me. And I do believe it is their spiritual practice, their belief, the, the understanding that we are all interconnected and that healing the earth, our climate, uh, our communities comes when we really start to appreciate how interconnected we all are. So I've grown up with that wisdom, really, at least for the last 20, 25 years. <clears throat> and when I, you know, things like, even though I have been immersed in this conversation for a really long time, when George Floyd was murdered, there was something deeper that cracked open in me. Mm-hmm. And um, alongside that, and, and around the same time, I was also coming out of my own cancer journey. And that was another crevice in my life where I was able to go within and look at my own life through a trauma-informed lens. So that was before George Floyd's murder, but then that happened and I just started to see the world differently. And I started to see all the different reactions to that. And some people were devastated and heartbroken and other people, and I'm speaking of white people, and even in my friend's circle, were so closed off. Like there was nothing for them to tap into, and they just mm-hmm. sort of bypassed over it. And of course, that is what we have been doing as white people for hundreds of years, is bypassing mm-hmm. over that. And so when I was given the gift to go inward and do my own trauma healing, that allowed me to step into spaces that I couldn't have stepped into before as a facilitator to hold that space for non-Indigenous, non-Black, non-people of color to, to create that safety for them to hang out in those places of discomfort so we can move this dialogue forward so that every single one of us can do our healing work and get to creating a world that has more equity, more peace and more healing. And I don't personally believe that is necessarily the role of black people of color, indigenous folks, because it can be a very re-traumatizing place to be. But as a white person, I can step into those spaces with compassion and also hold people to account. And I think that's not an easy role (laughs) but it feels like there's that is why I'm here doing this work really yeah I'm really committed to not recreating what we have been creating so far Mm. that's beautiful um I'm wondering for people who heard how you just responded to that question Mm -hmm who want to be more actively involved in this kind of work themselves, maybe they've begun to hear a little inner voice or feel a nudge, but they don't know like where to start. What would you, what would you say to them? What advice would you give? Maybe like what's one step or two steps that they can begin to take to move like off of their couches (laughs) Um, and move from being inspired to actually becoming a part of the solution. 
Mm, I love it. Well, I think just like you said at the top of the show, everything starts with ourselves. Mm. And the what builds my capacity to do this work is knowing myself more and more and more. And that continues to get unraveled depending on the situations that I arrive in. And so finding those environments, for me, it has been so many things like um, coaches, it's been spiritual practices, it's been uh, counseling, therapy, it's been circle conversations where there's space for you to get to know yourself a little bit better. That I think that's essential because um, when we know ourselves better, we get more and more clear on what our purpose is. And that gives us the courage and the strength to actually step forward in our special way, whatever that is, to be that change in the world and support healing these divides. I sense if you are being called to step Mm -hmm. into the, the space where there are cultural divides, that's because that's part of your purpose for being here. And getting to know yourself, it will be revealed to you what it is how it is you're going to do that in your special way. So I think that for sure is step one. Mm -hmm. Wow. So folks, if you're inspired by Amy Leah's story and you feel a calling to get involved in this work of healing cultural divides, you heard her. And I'm going to just repeat back. Step one is it begins with you becoming more self-aware. And there are a number of ways that Amy Leah just shared of how to go deeper in your own awareness of self. It could look like coaching. It could look like counseling. It could look like participating in conversations with others where it's a space where you can unpack and really begin to get comfortable with those probably uncomfortable things deep down that we don't talk about. Um, That's step one. And as you start doing that, it'll become clear. The path will reveal itself to you. So don't feel for people who are inspired and you know, oh my gosh, they're speaking to me. This is, I know that I'm called to do this. Don't feel like because you don't have all the answers right now that you can't get started. The path will become clear as you just start moving forward. Mm -hmm. So Amy, Leah, we want to talk about mindset. Okay. Because we talk about that often on this show. And when I hear things like self-awareness and some of the other things that you've mentioned, all of those things um, connect ultimately with what's going on in our minds. How we show up in the world is largely a function of what's happening in our headspace. So you've obviously um, done a lot of inner work, as you've mentioned. I want to know, share with us, what role does mindset play in your life? Like, do you ever struggle with limiting beliefs or negative thoughts? And how do you... How do you deal with that? Part of the reason why I'm asking this question is I would like to demystify 
some things, right? I think that when people hear a person like you speaking, sometimes the reaction or the tendency can be, oh, wow, she's so much further along. I bet she never, you know, deals with these things. And it's like, so tell us, how 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 do you deal with those things that all of us have to deal with in the form mm. of limiting beliefs, negative thoughts? Yes, this is such a good conversation, Joy. And just, yeah, full disclosure, last week, Monday, Tuesday, I could barely get off the couch because I was so drowning in negative thoughts. I was like, I'm going to close my business down. I don't think I'm qualified for this work. You know, it's too hard. You know, all of, all of the voices, uh, because being a change maker isn't always easy, mm. you know, because you're, especially in this work, you're in places where not everybody is going to like you for what you say or how you say uh, what you say. And so there are difficult moments. And almost every morning I wake up and my brain is spiraling. Mm -hmm. And so I have learned to cultivate practices. And I believe this is a lifelong journey. Um, so first and foremost is that I get up and I pray and I just open myself up and make that connection and ask, you know, just show me, show me the miracles. If I'm experiencing pain, show me the gift in this pain and uh, open myself up to being able to see the world through a lens that is more supportive and helpful and positive than the one I happen to be looking through the world at. I also prioritize exercise in the morning because I know that I, that, that, that's like an antidepressant for me. Mm -hmm. So I get out, I go for my run, I get my heart rate up or whatever that happens to be. Sometimes it's swimming. Um, and that really sets my energetic tone. And then I always sit down while I'm eating my breakfast and I write down three things I'm grateful for. And I'm sure I'm not the only guest on your show that has said this, but gratitude is the antidote to anxiety, to stress, to anger, to depression. And mm. I make that a practice. And then I reflect on at the very beginning of my day, what will make today great? And I actually just write down two or three things that would make today great. And it's not things that are outside of my control. I don't say, oh, it would be that today would be great if the sun shines and, you know, the, <laughs> the, the temperature is perfect. Like, no, I'm not in control of that. <laughs> but maybe it's something that I have to do. Like it, today would be great if I, you know, pick up the phone and have that conversation. Uh, or today would be great if I take a break in the afternoon or have a nap in the afternoon, speaking of sleep, something that I am fully in control over. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to repeat back because the things that I captured in my notes, because you're absolutely right. Some of these have come up um, with other guests. And, and obviously the reason for that is because things like gratitude and making a gratitude list as trite and, you know, as small as that may seem, it really does have a huge impact. And that's why you have worked that into your daily habits. That's why many of my other guests work that into their daily habits. That's why I do it as part of my daily morning routine as well. Um, I love that you said, 
you pray and ask to see the world through a different lens. That's something that we can all do, right? Um, exercise, gratitude, and I've never heard this one before. What will make today great in terms of something that you have control over? That is awesome. That's something that we can all do, which is probably like akin to setting your intentions for the day, right? Mm-hmm. And thank you for being honest um, in your response, because the truth is, no matter where we are in our life journey, mindset, man, those thoughts, when you said you wake up and literally just about every morning, your mind is a whirlwind. That makes total sense to me. And I can relate to that. And so I just want people to know, I'm just spending a little more time here because I want people to know if you deal with that, if you wake up every morning and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, my thoughts are spinning out of control. I just want you to know you're not alone. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that there's something clinically wrong with you necessarily. That's pretty common. But Amy Leah shared these simple steps that have worked for her to move past that in the mornings and shift in a different direction. And um, I can attest to many of these things, too, and that they do work because I do them as well. So, Amy Leah, we've got like a minute and a half left. Can you believe that? I'm going to ask you this one last question Um, because I believe in every person's life like yourself where you're doing great things in the world you're resilient you've got your own story of from trial to triumph your cancer journey that you made it through on the other side of there's usually some pretty amazing role models right lurking somewhere so just give us one role model in your life yeah my grandma my grandma bear she was amazing yeah awesome love that Oh, I love that in so many ways that we don't even have time to talk about. So shout out to her for making a difference in your life um, because we've we all been blessed by you and I continue to be blessed by what you're doing in the world. So you guys, I want to thank you all for showing up and being with us in this conversation today. And I, I want to know what spoke to you. Let me know what one thing or what two things you took away from today's show. You can write to me at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. And in closing, as usual, we want to leave you with this final tip. And around here, you guys know, tip is an acronym for transformation is possible. And it's a step-by-step journey. That begins by you making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace. Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week. 